But my love, by the gasworks wall, dream the dream by the old canal. I kiss my girl. Look, he may not have had rock star looks or moves, but Shane McGowan, boy, could he sing. And uh, got pretty good success. Even before 1987's uh, Fairy Tale of New York was released, he had a long documented challenge of drugs and alcohol, and um, he had been sick with encephalitis, which is an inflammation uh, of the tissues of the brain. And so sad to wake up with news at just 65. We lose another rock and roll great. Let me bring in El- Eric Alper, longtime music publicist, and uh, just saw you. Just saw you, Mr. Alper. So, uh, good to see you again. Just don't. I didn't like the. I didn't like this headline when I uh, when I woke up. Yeah, th- this was a, a weird one, especially because Fairy Tale of New York is currently um, in the top thirty right now on the UK and North American song charts mm. when it comes to singles and streaming. It was already going to be another hit for them this year, um, but I think this is just going to move it up a lot sure. quicker, especially because of the news that came out of uh, the hospital where he was for the last couple of weeks that he was in in pretty rough shape and just might not make it to his birthday on Christmas Day. Yeah, and I had seen, because he was close with uh, Sinead O'Connor, and when she took her life, I saw pictures because he, he uh, Shane and his wife had been putting out statements, and it was only then that I realized, oh, he's quite sick. Yeah, um, you know, during that time of Sinead's death, there were a lot of people that that came out, obviously, around the world that made public statements. But I think the ones that were the truest ones were all from Ireland. They were Shane's pose. They were Bono from U2, Bob Geldof from the Boomtown Rats, um, Jesus and Mary Chain. There's something about... Come on, there's got to be water. There's got to be water boys on that list. Hello. Yeah, come yeah. on. Come on. Just that if you like the Pogues, Irish you like the water music. boys. <laughs> yeah, with the traditional Irish music with yeah. one foot in there and one foot in the punk world, it's just something that never leaves you no matter what time of day it is. Yeah, I loved his music. I went to see um, them at, uh, at the RPM. Uh, 1994, and I was trying to think of who opened. It might have been Echo and the Bunnymen, but I can't remember. And it was just, uh, you know, they had a lot of longevity, and now RPM's gone, and, and so is uh, is Shane. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and you mentioned it right, right at the top. You know, in, in 1985, they were just kind of massive with with their album that had uh, a pair of brown eyes mm-hmm. on it. Um, but Fairy Tale of New York just really kind of blew them up around the world. But, you know, they just inspired just countless bands of the traditional music, but the rebellion aspect of Shane's life, you know, growing up in the 1970s and the, the shadow of war and bomb and strife and just absolute poverty. The only way that you are going to get out of Ireland is to form a rock and roll band for a lot of people. And he did. Yeah, he did. And um, like what now? I mean, they'll get a bit of a resurgence, certainly um, with with his passing. But um, you don't find this kind of music anymore, right? It's hard to turn the generations on to this because you would really have to kind of know what you're looking for. Uh, you know, and back in that day, uh, as you'll recall, Eric, you know, stations like a uh, 102.1 they would they would play this kind of stuff right they yeah. would, they they really were the ones that put them on kind of the radar yeah, you, you've got to look for it a little bit deeper. You know, the fact that Shane was able to team up with Nick Cave and Lou Reed 
Um, but also you can hear, you can still hear his music in, in U2's new album and, and Iron and Wine and people that kind of veer that folk rock world um, with a little bit of a drink in them at around 11.30. The Mahones yeah. right here from Toronto mm-hmm. are still going strong up until they're going to end their final tour. But you can see it, I think, in the spirit of rock and roll more than maybe the actual music that you can hear on the radio on a regular basis like we did back in the 80s. Yeah, but his music wasn't polished. Like, you know, he wasn't like one of these rock stars that you would look at and go, wow, like, it's amazing. Like, he was kind of unorthodox in, in what he created and, and his shows, and yet was still really successful. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't polished whatsoever, and a large part of that is just simply because of where they came from. I right, mean, both right, right. Shane's parents were were. Um, Irish immigrants at the time of really, really strong tension between um, England and Ireland. And the success that was hoisted and foisted upon them was not for the lack of doing of the band. I mean, they were rough and tough and dirty and bloodied. And, mm-hmm. and at the end of every show, the fact that the audience loved it made that band a success rather yeah. than let's get them into the studio and kind of polish them up a little bit and make them look really good. No, that's this when I stopped listening. The band for them. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't like it when they get when they get real popular. I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'm done. So I kind of like that, you know, that that bands like that and the Waterboys. Skip the Beatles then, because I don't well, think no, I, like anything. From yeah, them I know that's true. Well, I, you know, it's it's sad because we're losing so many so many greats, and uh, and he was one of them in a very <laughs> weird way. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, we're all getting up to that age where, you know, people can make fun of the Rolling Stones, but they're in their 75 and 80 years old. And, you know, we should just be thankful that we get to have this music at our fingertips. <laughs> they're, a no, they're an anomaly because so many bands are not touring. Like Kiss, I, I, I had tickets to that show. They aren't coming around because they're, they're old-ish and they got the heavy equipment to wear. But then you get the Stones and they keep going. Just before I let you go, were they planning, a, would he have toured if he had the health? I mean, I know he had drug and drinking issues, but would he have toured again? Because he came through so. Toronto quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, that that band kind of continued going after he left for a couple of albums, and they didn't do so well. So mm. I'm, not sh- I'm not convinced. I think that he was pretty happy with getting that mailbox money of the royalty checks and just kind of living life in a quiet moment. Yeah, no question about it. And um, boy, what a career. What a sad headline. I, I got to stop talking to you on these occasions. <laughs> you can call me anytime. I'm okay. always around. All right, well, I'll remember that. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk soon. There you go. Eric Alper uh, joining us here. And yeah, it's uh, it's sad, especially when you grow up with these bands and they become imprints in your life. And you remember, oh, I saw them here or I saw them there. And, you know, and you hear they're gone and it's like, oh, boy, there goes my childhood.